In this episode of the CPSA's product review series, I get the chance to chat with Tony Goodchild, Managing Director at Sales Pitch Pro. Tony is responsible for numerous aspects of the business, including product definition and development, the go-to market strategy, developing and delivering the marketing strategy, including production of collateral, website design and social media strategy, and building a sales pipeline. Tony Goodchild, welcome to the show. Thanks very much, Bill. It's great to talk to you. Okay, we've got lots to chat about today, Tony, so let's get straight into it. Uh, Firstly, tell us about yourself and your career background. Okay, so uh, my name is Tony Goodchild, as you already mentioned. I am currently the founder and managing director of Sales Pitch Pro, a new uh, sales enablement startup. Uh, Prior to this, I've worked in a variety of roles, mostly in the uh, telecoms test and measurement market. I've worked for a company called Expo, which is a large Canadian test and measurement equipment company for five years. Prior to that, I worked for a, uh, and that was, that was in a uh, technical sales capacity. So I was a sales engineer. So while I didn't have to deal with quotas and, and, and commercial sales, I was the technical salesperson. So I would come along. I like to describe it as I was the guy who tried to convince you to buy the product and then the sales guy had to convince you that the price was okay. Prior to that, I worked for 10 years for a company called Digital Lightwave in the US in a similar role. Um, Again, very technical sales. Uh, It was all about customer education, going out, making the the case for the customer to buy our product, and supporting international sales partners and, and internal salespeople. Perfect, thank you very much. Now tell me, why did you create sales pitch pro and what sales related challenges does it help to solve okay so sales pitch pro was born out of a frustration that i had throughout my career um as i mentioned i was the the technical sales guy so i wasn't involved in in lead generation and, and cold calling and the idea of having a person like me within the sales force was that the 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 sales people um would find an opportunity, they should go in and qualify the opportunity. But when they needed that additional technical support, because you know, we were selling very technical products, they'd be able to bring in someone like me who was very specific to a specific business unit or a set of products, and we'd be able to talk to the customer in a lot more technical detail, really lock them into the value proposition that we had, make sure that they were fully aware of the capabilities of the product and how it would help solve their problems. The problem we had was whether it was internal sales or uh, sales distribution channels, that seemed a very difficult task for salespeople to achieve because these were very high-tech products. And so regularly what would happen, um, you know, I had a very big territory in one company. Uh, my territory was everywhere outside the U.S. That's a lot of territory to cover. So you might fly into a certain country, go to a certain set of meetings with customers that you've been told had qualified opportunities for, and then find that actually there was very little due diligence done before I flew into that meeting. Um, Maybe we didn't understand fully the requirements or the problems that the customer had. Maybe the sales uh, person had misunderstood those requirements, and so I was the wrong guy to bring along because really I was the wrong product set to be trying to present to the customer. And so Sales Pitch Pro came out of that. We were looking for a way of making it easier for salespeople to go in with a, a broad portfolio of technical products, 
have a meaningful conversation with the customer and really understand what are the problems the customers have and how do we turn that into a solution based on our product portfolio. And once we've done that, how can we make it so that that sales guy in his first meeting can make a good start at really positioning the solution, overcoming any objections, and really setting the, uh, the landscape for getting in and, and finishing off the sale? So your solution claims to be a non-intrusive interface, which is easy to use in customer meetings. So it's not just that intelligence pre-meeting. One of the one of the things that I love about what you guys do is the intelligence that you're gathering during a meeting and how it can help you uh, adapt and 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 switch attack uh, and uh, focus and so forth. So that that keeps one's attention focused on the customer while being guided through the opportunity qualification. Of course, uh, how how does the technology work, Tony, and why does it matter? Yeah, so we're a little bit different from a lot of sales enablement solutions. When you look at the sales enablement landscape, there are a lot of back office functions. So there are tools which will go out into social media and try and find you prospects. There are tools which will do your cold calling and record those for you. Tools that will go out and, and do your emailing and the responses to those emails. And then, when, then you can have your meeting. And then there are tools that will analyze how that meeting went and you know what size is your funnel and, and what you need to do to close sales. But essentially what's missing in that is at one point you will find yourself in a room with a bunch of customers who don't know you, who don't know your products, and you're going to be all on your own trying to figure out how do I sell to these people. And typically there's no tools to help you. So Sales Pitch Pro is really designed to fit into that niche. And what we focus on is trying to make the most out of these face-to-face -face customer meetings. The way we do that is to use a tablet-based app, and we use the tablet because the form, the form factor makes it very easy to use, uh, as you said, in a non-obtrusive manner. So you're not fiddling around with a mouse or trackpad or everything else. You're just clicking once in a while on a, on a touchscreen. So you can focus your attention on the customer. And what we do is we take information about your company, we, whether it's the, the verticals, the market segments you sell into, the people who are generally involved in selling to in those segments, the, the solutions that those people have that your products solve, all the data about your products, data about your competition, data about how to handle objections, and pull that all down into a set of what we call the sales intelligence data. And we put that right at your fingertips. From the point of when you go into the meeting and you say, this is the segment I'm talking to, and these are the people in the room with me, it starts to guide you through how do I have a meaningful conversation? Because if you can't relate to that customer and you can't relate to the, the pains and problems of that customer, there's not going to be possible for you to go out and try and identify a solution and work out how you can deliver value to that customer. So we use all that data, and, and as I said, you are just clicking on a touchscreen once in a while and saying, these are the people I'm meeting. And as they start to talk to you, you're just listening out for the information around you know, what their problems are, and you're ticking that off on the screen. So we make the most of all the data that you may have spread out within your organization and boil that down. And this is the key thing, because 
your sales team will have had all this information given to them, but it may be over years of new product introduction sessions, over years of sales meetings. And when you're a non-technical salesperson trying to understand all that information, it's very difficult to remember, okay, yeah, I heard this in a presentation three years ago. Now is the first time I've spoken about that product since. Let me try and remember what I need to capture out of it. So having that repetitive, meaningful conversation so you understand the customer pain is, is critical. And that's what we aim to achieve. Within that data that they'll give to you, you know, we can use that then to identify, okay, this is the most suitable solution within your portfolio. So if a customer's talking to you, you're not trying to scribble down notes or anything else, you can just tick off a few boxes uh, on the screen, and then that will turn it into a product solution. We'll say, these are the products you should talk about. Then you can talk about those, and we'll, we'll give you the information on screen that enables you to have that conversation and relate the solution back to their problems. And then we tell you how to overcome objections and, and overcome competitors who may be within the opportunity as well. So it's really about understanding the value and automating how you can un understand that value and make your own value proposition to the customer. Okay, I just want to throw a question in here around about the uh, about the the user experience. Then, so dur during the meeting itself, okay, uh, who who should be who should be entering that information and uh, and uh, picking up on the information about you know objection handling, for example, you mentioned uh, because it sounds to me like maybe it shouldn't be the lead salesperson in that meeting, the person who's presenting, because there'll be certain information which. Um, if it's around the objection handling, using that example, uh, that's not really the sort of thing you want to have on screen and in, in front of the clients, right? Uh, necessarily. Uh, to talk me, talk me through the best ways to to, to use the solution in a in a meeting in a real time environment. No problem. So yeah, you raise a good point there. Um, there is a, a pre pre-use engagement. So we have to do a professional service engagement with any of our customers to gather that information. And this is tricky because I think a lot of inf a lot of organizations think that they have all this information to hand. You know, they've got a marketing department, they've got a product management department, and they think that between those two sets of people, they have all this information about where do we sit competitively, um, how do we deliver our value proposition you know, our messaging into all the different segments that we handle. Um, in fact, it's very tricky to then extract that. But that's what part of what we do is we'll go into the organization um, before the, the, the iPad goes out into the field and before the software gets used. We'll go into the organization, identify who these information holders are, and we'll consolidate all that down. So we need to talk to product management. We need to talk to marketing. We need to talk to sales management and say, you know, who is it you sell to? Why do you sell to them? How do you sell to them? And we're going to take all that information and boil it down. So things like how do you handle these objections, we will extract out of that business. And that information all goes into a database within the product. And then that set of information is then used within the app to help a salesperson through the meeting. And so when the sales guy walks into the meeting and he has the tablet in front of him, you know, we kind of assume that there'll be a projector uh, connected up, so he's going to be doing some kind of presentation as well. And what we do is we don't display any of the information that's on the tablet screen on that projector. So there'll be some branded imagery up on the screen. 
And so what the guy looks at on the tablet is personal only to him. So there will be a list of objections. Let's say you're talking about objection handling. There'll be a list of objections that may be typically raised by the customer, and they'll be presented to him in a list. So if the customer can't comes back and says, oh, yeah, but what about this? I can't, I can't see how that product would fit into our workflow because of this. And so the guy just taps on the screen, and it gives him the answer straight away of how do we overcome that objection. So it's a very much a, a very simple click on the, the issues as they're raised. We track them. Because uh, one of the other things we do is use the information from the meeting um, to, to feed into our AI, which tells the salespeople how they can progress the meeting to success. And so when they're clicking on these different things, that gets sent off to the AI, and the AI can make different recommendations on how to proceed. But yeah, you're right. We have to get all that information into the app in advance. And what we do is we have an automatic update mechanism. So as we find more and more information out and stuff gets reported back from the field and you release new products and you try and attack new markets, we add all that information back into the database and it gets disseminated across your sales force instantly. So the guys in the field, in live custom meetings, always have the very latest information to hand. And that lets them really replicate success. So if you've got a success story and, you know, one of the hardest things to have is you've got a sales guy who's got a really good way of talking to customers. He's got a real good success story of how he got into a particular account. What's really difficult then is how do you replicate that across the rest of your team? And using this kind of technology, you can then instantly send whatever worked in that meeting. You can identify that and say, let's send that out across the rest of my sales force and leverage that success across your whole team internationally. I was going to get into this a little bit later, but um, we've touched upon it a couple of times now, so uh, <laughs> we may as well jump in. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to understand a bit about how, how Sales Pitch Pro connects with a company's CRM and uh, how much data can go both ways, uh, how much can be collected and what can be done with that. So the, the, the data that you've uh, historically collected and researched and from uh, front lines, as you mentioned there, or from, from elsewhere, but then how, how does that feed back into the CRM and, um, and what, what clever things can you do in terms of triggered campaigns, next step follow-ups, all that kind of jazz? From the CRM perspective, we see a lot of companies obviously going out and investing a lot of money into the CRM. Um, and whether it's, you know, these big, huge ones like Salesforce or more smaller ones for the, the SME market, they kind of tend to face the same problems in that salespeople just don't like to sit down and type information into those, into those systems. And what that results in is, is, a less of an ROI on the investment in that CRM than you would have expected. And it also, then you don't get the benefits out of it. So you can't really manage your complex sales. So what we do uh, through the meetings, we're capturing data. So we're capturing who was in the meeting, uh, who were the financial stakeholders, who were the technical stakeholders, what was the response from each of the people in the room, uh, what were the problems these guys had, the products you presented, the collateral that they wanted to share. And we gather all of this, and then we template that up and put it into the CRM automatically. So at the end of the meeting, 
you're not having a guy go back to his hotel room as he's on the road or go to a coffee shop somewhere and start trying to write up his notes and, and everything he scribbled down in his notebook during the meeting. All he's doing is, like you said earlier, once in a while tapping on the screen to identify which of these categories of data is is the customer interested in? What were the pain points? Because in a lot of cases, you know the kind of pains that these people will have. So it's just a case of clicking on them as you go through the meeting. So we capture all of that uh, as we go through. And then at the end, we put that into a, a standardized uh, CRM report. So we'll capture who was there, the, the, the uh, account name. And if these things don't exist within CRM, we'll create those records automatically. So we can create a new company record. We can create new records for the people you met and their email addresses and all this kind of stuff. And we'll do that automatically so that at the end of the day, you get a, a high quality set of data within the CRM. And that means that if you come back later on and you've got a complex sale, you can immediately go back to those notes and say, okay, so I can see who the technical stakeholder is. We need to get him to sign off uh, on the, uh, the approval for the product. I can see who the financial stakeholder is. We can see that he said he had budget on this date. It really helps you then manage that sale from, uh, from that point onwards. And one of the things we try and do, or one of the things we do do, is we actually reduce that sales cycle. So complex sales should become a lot shorter because we're really empowering the salespeople to achieve more in those first critical meetings. They, they can go in without support, without technical resources, and really set out um, thought leadership in that first meeting by going in, being very accurate and, and selling the real value that they can deliver rather than having to say, oh, yeah, I think we got a product. I'm going to bring someone else in. When can we get together again? And then they bring someone in and he's not the right guy. And straight away, you wasted two to three weeks of time by setting up a meeting and trying to you know, sync up everyone's calendars. You find it's the wrong person. Okay, let's take another two to three weeks. Suddenly, you're two months down the line and you've yet to show to that customer that you can deliver any value. So as well as being able to manage those long uh, cycle sales, we can actually make them significantly shorter as well. What would be two or three data points that uh, you can offer as examples then, which would help uh, a salesperson before the meeting shorten that sales cycle? We have a companion phone app that can be used in advance of a meeting. And within that app, um, we have training that can be specific to uh, the verticals or the market segments that you'll be meeting. Uh, we also have uh, information that, and this is spoken word training, we all have information as well specific to the people you're expecting to be in those meetings. So you can actually listen to a lot of background information. So if you're going into an account um, that you don't generally deal with, or if you're going into a, a, a new segment that you don't usually deal with, you can have a lot of background information available to you. So you're not going blind into this meeting and trying to figure out what will the pains be. You can listen to this training that tells you what is the typical value you can bring to someone within this industry. What are the general problems the person in this role will have, and how can you deliver value to them as well? So straight away, you, we enable people to go in with more information, freshly in their mind and, and help them get over uh, you know, that hesitation they may have within a meeting. And secondly, it's about putting information directly in their eye line that says, this is the typical problems. This is what you're trying to listen out for. 
So if someone's not trying to listen to a, a, a whole bunch of mixed messages from the customer and trying to figure out which parts are relevant, we'll tell them what the relevant things are that they should be listening to, and we'll highlight those uh, for them. That qualification part is really important as well. And in many cases, you have to bring in these specialists to really help you qualify. Is this the right product to sell? How do I, um, how do I position this product within this account? How do I position it above some of the competition that's already embedded or entrenched within this account? And again, we can do that without having to bring in this specialist resource because it will be directly on the screen. By telling the, the app what segment you're you're talking to by telling it who's in the meeting with you, it then gives the app a lot of context so that we can drag out the relevant information from all that sales intelligence data and say, this is what you need to be saying. This is how you should be talking to these guys because this is what makes you relevant to them. And I'm assuming that companies that adopt technology like uh, like yours, uh, there the, the, there are probably lots of benefits after the the sale itself uh, as well, right? For 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 account management purposes, uh, the the business intelligence that that a tool like yours offers is something that you can carry through and and perhaps caress uh, to to help with uh, future uh, uh, potential ob- objections and 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 op- opportunities for upsells. Yeah, there's three main ways that we use that the, the data we get from those meetings because we will be capturing, you know, this is a, we don't capture the specifics of things like the names of the customer. We kind of anonymize it, but we'll be capturing this is a company within this segment. People within these positions within that company were with you um, in that meeting. And we'll use that information one of three ways. Firstly, to populate the CRM, as we mentioned earlier, and that helps you in the longer term manage that sale opportunity. Uh, Like I said, in complex sales, you'll have identified who these stakeholders are and whether there's budget and all these kind of things. The two other ways we would use it is firstly to improve the AI. So our AI um, sits in the background of a meeting, and it was just monitoring everything that you, you tap on within the app. Because every time you tap on something, you're giving it another data point. You're telling it that this competitor is involved. You're telling it that these are the problems that uh, the customer is experiencing. These are the people within the customer that I'm meeting right now. And so every time you, we capture that data, it's being fed into the AI. And we call it SAIL, the Sales Pitch Pro Artificial Intelligence Link. And so what SAIL will be doing is saying one of three types of advice. So we're trying to get you to the point where the customer wants a quota and evaluation for your product as the next step. And so sales going to make one of three types of recommendations. Firstly, it's going to say, can you invite another person into the room? So let's say you want a product that really resonates with uh, the finance director, for example, but he's not in the room. Well, the AI will say, okay, we can see that in all the other meetings that the sales team have had, if, the, if, that, if that finance director is in the room, he'll recognize the ROI uh, or whatever it might be. And so he's going to make that much more of an impact. And it's going to be much more likely that this will result in a next step. So it will say, can you invite this guy into the room? The other thing it may do is ask you to see if the customer will recognize a specific type of pain point. So, you know, again, you're pitching a product that meets some of their requirements 
or hopefully all of their requirements, but maybe the product is that much more uh, relevant if they have some of these other pains and problems as well. And so one of the things we do during this conversation that you have with a customer is leverage your knowledge of all your other customers. So if, if this customer you're meeting today says, I've got this problem, I'm having it right now. If you know from all your experiences selling in other um, territories or wherever it might be, that if you've got that problem in six months, you're going to have this other one as well, then you can introduce that into the conversation. And it shows that you know what is affecting this customer. You're aware of their industry and the problems they'll have. And so we can leverage that data as well. And so the AI will say, can you see if the customer recognizes this problem? And if they do, it's that much more likely that they'll be interested in this product that you're pitching right now. The last thing we'll do is to uh, recommend that you uh, present a specific piece of collateral. So all the sales collateral, as well as all the messaging, we have all the sales collateral, all your white papers, uh, you know, introductory movies, data sheets, ROI calculations, whatever they may be, they will all be within the uh, application as well. And what we do is we pull out the most relevant parts dependent on, again, the vertical, the people, and the, the problems they're having. So it will be saying, okay, here's the most relevant bits of collateral that you can present to these guys. Um, but the AI will say, actually, you haven't presented this one, and this one, based on all the other meetings we've seen, will be the most likely to have a positive impact on getting these guys to the next stage. So those are the three types of uh, input the, the AI can give, and that's quite powerful. It will be pushing that out to the tablet in front of you, or if you've got a wearable device like a watch on, it'll be vibrating on your wrist, so you can kind of get these silent notifications, again, quite unobtrusively. The last thing we would use that data for is our own sales analytics. So we're now focusing on a face-to-face -face customer meeting. Now, if you're trying to look at how your sales force is operating and, and trying to do your sales reviews, you typically look at your CRM data. How big is the pipeline? How many new customers did we talk to this last quarter? What is our revenue forecast looking like? What is the likelihood that these opportunities are going to close? But that's not really looking at how your guys operate in these customer-facing environments, which is where they'll make a most impact. So we're able to take all that data from how these meetings are, are going and, and telling you, you know, these are the people that your, your sales team are meeting. They're meeting these customers from these segments. They're meeting these people within these roles. They're meeting people in these countries. And we'll say, okay, here's the pain points that these guys have. So let's filter this down and dice it down into the vertical. So I'm from a telecoms background. So let's take a mobile network operator. These are the problems that these guys have actually told your sales force they've had. Now let's see what products have your sales force been trying to position that match those. And so if you've got a disconnect between the problems that you're trying to solve and the products that have been presented, then you know straight away you've got something you've got to fix there. Similarly, we can start to say, okay, let's see, is our messaging really working? So let's go and look at how often we've, we've spoken about these products to customers and how often are they then 
gone out and wanted an evaluation of that product, how often have they then gone out and said, yeah, we need a follow-up presentation, show us some more, give us some more information. So again, we can filter that and slice and dice it down into verticals, into the people in the room, because maybe your messaging works great when, you, when you're talking to the finance sector. Maybe it doesn't work so well when you're talking to someone in the healthcare sector. Or maybe it really resonates with people in the C-suite, but doesn't resonate with people in middle management. So we can extract all that level of data. We can then look at where are your competitors sitting. So, you know, you, you get quite often this feedback from the sales team. Oh, this guy's just come out with a brand new product and we're seeing it everywhere. Well, that's kind of very anecdotal feedback. Whereas what we can do is we can say, okay, let's track exactly how many meetings did we get a, a response where those competition were in that meeting and you can then get a feel of this product is really being targeted at this sector or they've got a really strong distribution partner in this country and they're doing really well with it but in this country there's not really anyone taking it out to customers so you can get a good view of the competition and then also how well is the um your actual collateral working so based how many times you present it compared to how many times you then go on and distribute it or go on to the evaluation phase. And even how well do your salespeople operate in different environments? And what I mean by that is we'll show you how your team on average, how often they can get to a quote when they're talking to customers about different products. So let's say I look at my, uh, my banking sector. When they go into that, most of the time they're getting to a quote, but one guy, he's doing it really well. So let's pull him out and give, get him to give some coaching to the rest. Or let's pull him out and find him what he's doing differently and put it back into the app. And then that will get disseminated across the, the rest of the team and be built into your process from then on. Um, similarly, if someone's underperforming, you could pull them out and say, Look, you know, we need to give you some coaching. Maybe you're not talking so well to a specific person maybe you have problems talking to CTOs but not when you're talking to the engineers so let's make it more comfortable for you if we talk to these guys instead so we get a lot of analytics about how the team are working in face-to-face -face meetings and no one's ever given you that before previously you've had to rely on how much are they selling what's the size of their funnel but you've never actually really been able to measure how do people actually operate in a sales meeting conference locked Okay, you're not going to believe this, uh, but we are almost out of time today, Tony. Uh, this one last question oh, for okay. you um, before we before we wrap things up. Uh, how can our listeners learn more about you and more about Sales Pitch Pro? It's very easy to uh, connect with me personally. You can uh, find me on LinkedIn again, Tony Goodchild in the UK. Uh, you'll see me being listed as uh, working at Sales Pitch Pro. You can also visit salespitchpro.com or email me directly. My email address is tony at salespitchpro.com. So I'm more than happy to talk to anyone who wants to talk about how we can help change the behavior of your sales team, promote ethical selling, and, and really make more of an impact within these first sales meetings. Well, that just leaves me to say today, Tony Goodchild, thank you very much for being a guest on the show. Thanks very much, Bill. It was a pleasure.